Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. It is 10-11. It's a Wednesday, the 25th of October, 2023. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. Good to have you along this morning. Uh, Timberwolves tonight against Toronto. Coverage 6-15 here on KDAL. If you missed Alan Horton on the radio show yesterday, you can hit the podcast page up anytime at KDAL610.com. Uh, coming up, we'll run through some headlines. Got a couple of things to note. We'll do that. Uh, first, before we get to UMD women's hockey head coach, Maura Kroll, uh, just a snapshot. I'm out tomorrow. Dave will have uh, some best of. Also, a couple of fresh conversations. Had one this morning with UMD sophomore quarterback Kyle Walljasper, the trigger man for the Bulldog football team. UMD hosting Bemidji State in a massive game Saturday at Miloski Stadium. Noon kickoff here on KDAL. We'll have uh, that one for you tomorrow. Uh, that interview is what I should say. And then also had a conversation this week with UMD men's hockey sophomore Cole Spicer. You'll hear that tomorrow. Then I'm back in on Friday. Minnesota Wilderness coach Colton St. Clair. The Wilderness will play the Chippewa Steel two more times this weekend. Uh, once on the road Friday, then up in Virginia at the Iron Trail Motors Event Center on Saturday night at 715 wildernesshockey.com for more info on that we'll talk about the eight game win streak that this team is on uh, with the head coach Colton St. Clair Friday and uh, taped yesterday with Cornell head coach Mike Schaefer longtime head man alum been with Cornell since the early 1980s as a player and coach and Mike Schaefer on the radio show Friday will preview UMD versus Cornell we'll have the coverage from Ithaca New York emanating from right here or I'm standing right now in downtown Duluth. We'll have the call Friday and Saturday, 6 o'clock face-offs both nights here on KDAL. High school football. They are into the section semifinals just like that in Minnesota. And those are set for Saturday. You can get all the pairings at KDAL610.com. In section 7-4A, Hermantown, Grand Rapids, both advancing last night. Two Harbors in 7-3A out of the area. Barnum, Moots Lake, Willow River, and Misabi East in 7-AA. Uh, Cook County, Cherry, Little Fort, Big Falls in Section 7-9 player. Cromwell Wright in Section 5-9 player. All those teams moving on to play once again on Saturday. Uh, boys and girls state soccer tournaments underway in Minnesota. First games were last night. There are more today. The Three of the four area teams that will participate in state will do so today. Boys, double-A quarterfinal at White Bear Lake High School, 7.30 kickoff. The Section 7 champion is Cloquesco Carlton. The Lumberjacks draw the three seed and will play St. Cloud Tech in the quarterfinal round in double-A. In Class A, Duluth Marshall, the Section 7 champion, is unseated. Hilltoppers will play number one seed St. Cloud Cathedral, 7.30 tonight at Monticello High School. And on the girls' side, double-A quarterfinal, also at White Bear Lake, 5.30 for the kickoff. Section 7 champion Cloquet Carlton will battle number three seed Winona. Then tomorrow at Girls State Soccer Class A in Irondale, number five seed Esco, and number four seed St. Paul Academy Summit School, 7.30 is that scheduled kickoff time tomorrow night 
at Irondale High School. And again, you can get all the pairings. We've got volleyball starting up. We've got football continuing. Soccer's into the state tournament. You can get all that updated whenever you'd like at kdal610.com. That page will be updated daily. Just click on news and then you'll see a local sports section. Just go ahead and hit that. And you'll see the prep scores, playoff update. We'll get one of those updates uh, up there every day this week and keep you posted on what's happening with the local high school playoffs. All right. Uh, earlier this week, had an opportunity to catch up with the head coach of the UMD women's hockey team, Maura Kroll. Bulldogs sweeping Minnesota State Mankato last weekend. They're in Bemidji this week, so back-to-back road series. And here's my conversation with the head coach. Let's start with last weekend. You go to Mankato, first road series of the season. I know it's uh, coaches are always excited to get their team on the road for the first time. You've got a young group. How do you think they responded? Yeah, really well. Um, Mankato's a tough place to go, always has been for us. Um, tough to get six points out of that trip. Just a quieter building, physical team. Uh, they play well at home, and, uh, you know, we got it done. I thought our starts on both days were really good, so that set us up well uh, throughout the game, and, and they made, obviously, a pushback, and, and we withstood it. So really happy to get two wins um, on the road early in the season. We talked. Uh, during the week on Wednesday at Media Day, I think Matt Wellens had brought up you know getting Hannah Baskin back, and and you and I had talked uh, last the Saturday the Ohio State game about missing her in that Ohio State weekend. You get her back last weekend, and she's a little bit impactful, I'd say, for you in her return. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just awesome to have her with Nina. You know, they play well together, and that's our our starting duo. So that's always good. Break out the puck a little bit quicker when when Baskin's in the lineup, and then uh, the big goal there on Friday night too to seal the win. Uh, you know, somebody like that, and, and you know, she's somebody we saw get experience as as, as many you know fifth and sixth years as, we, as you had. We talked about that a lot. She got some experience running a power play last year. How valuable do you think that was for her? To, to get her feet wet running the power play and, and do it you know, the way that she did it last year coming into this year with, with a bit different group. Yeah, it's been really, really important to us because that job, you know, she's a quarterback on the power play and that job is a lot of reading and a lot of uh, setting things up for our power play to be successful. So she's a she's a super smart person, uh, both on and off the ice. So that helps a ton uh, with her vision there and getting pucks up ice. We had a hard time against Ohio State. Um, we did a much better job this weekend. So it's always good to have somebody with experience, a lot of experience. Uh, quarterbacking your power play. Talking to UMD women's hockey head coach Maura Kroll. Mary Kate O'Brien is somebody that I know you've, I mean, you, you, you recruit players, you like them obviously, but this is a player that I think you thought could have a very good year this year. What was it like to see her get on the score sheet the last weekend for the first time? Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, she's she's doing everything right. Um, I say it all the time. She she does all the little things right. She works her butt off everywhere she is in the weight room, at practice, uh, in the classroom, um, and she's getting rewarded for it. And I think she's just a great role model to our younger players of what it takes to be successful at this level. Um, and another really smart person who understands the game. Uh, prepared you know if we're having meet meetings or going over video mk always has her notebook and pen and uh 
you know, if we quiz them on, on something, she knows the answers. So she's, she's a great student of the game and just an awesome uh, role model to the rest of our team. Hey, kind of a sidebar, you, you had come up to the press box at Amsoil on October 3rd and we were down there to broadcast ahead of the Wilds visit. And as you were leaving, Bailey Guerin was coming in. And, boy, we found out how small a world this is, didn't we? <laughs> That was great. Yeah, that was awesome. So he asked me, MK, because uh, Bill and MK are both from the same same neck of the woods out in Massachusetts, and I, I guess he had frequented uh, MK's grandfather's bar or something or other. Yeah. So it was a Massachusetts connection between the three of us out here in Duluth. <laughs> you never thought we were, I was going to have that conversation standing there, that's for sure. Uh, you've got a, we, we, we've talked about the transfers and, and how they've settled in. Olivia Wallin and, and Reese Hunt up front, Paula Bergstrom in the back end. How about your freshmen now? You've had a chance to get you know six games worth of looks. Most of you know, most of the part of they're getting regular playing time. What have you thought of, of your freshmen so far as they kind of get dipped their toe in the water, a, a very difficult jump to college hockey? Yeah, I, I love their coachability. Um, they're willing to try things. They want to learn. They're working their butts off uh, at practice, trying to get up to speed on, on the things that we do here, the style of play, uh, the pace of practice on a daily basis. Um, and when their numbers are called in games and it's time to go, they're ready to play. Uh, obviously, Ev has had uh, the biggest role of, of all of them, I would say, and uh, she's been She's been awesome in net for us, and um, yeah, I like the class, and I like their uh, ability to jump into situations and figure things out and help us get wins. I think that morning at Amzo when we visited, I think you, you used the word sponge to describe these young players. Are you, are you still seeing that here? Uh, kind of that's that you know, absorbing so many different things and taking it all in? Yeah, yeah, it's such a tough transition this time of year for them with the excitement of going away to college and starting college hockey and fulfilling their dreams. And then it's, you know, dealing with being away from home, maybe some homesickness, uh, adjusting to the workload academically, uh, some language barriers, right, with uh, Ida and Ev getting over that, and then adjusting to how we do things on the ice. It's just different from wherever they were uh, with, you know, our systems and our language, our uh style of play and I think the biggest jump for anybody coming to our program is the way that we practice you know and I I thought it was mostly high school or club to college but it's also college to college Uh, we just play such a premium on working hard every day and getting better every day and we don't cruise control through through practice because that's really what I want so that on the weekends our team is very prepared Um, so we're working on on continuing to hit that message with the group and the more and more that those guys are sponges throughout the week the better off we're going to be and the better we're going to continue to get does that excite you more seeing them learn as much as they're learning here in the early going to, to think about what the future holds for these young players in your program led by them yeah, absolutely. I think being moldable and having the ability to develop players, um, you know, in, in their minds and in their game and, and the way that they approach uh, being a D1 player, I think um, there's so much so much to learn from us as coaches, but also from the older players in the program who play with so much pride and uh, have set the standards so, so high in our program. So, um, 
You know, they are working uh, tirelessly to impress the older players, to impress us as coaches, and uh, that's really right where you want them to be. Visiting. So, um, definitely. Sorry. <laughs> Visiting with UMD Women's yep. Hockey Head Coach Maura Kroll. Uh, last week we, we, we chatted with Clara Van Weer in a media day, and she was all about, you know, we're, we're focused on ourselves. It's something that you have preached, mm-hmm. obviously, with these players. They've learned that they've learned that over their time at UMD. How much does that that – kind of internal focus help when you come off a tough weekend results wise but there were things in that Ohio State series that you liked that you had you you were able to build on maybe yeah definitely I I thought our our Saturday game against Ohio State was better than our Friday night I thought our last period was better than any of the other five so we left the weekend obviously not with the wins but we learned uh, a little bit about ourselves and I think there's a lot of talent and potential and passion in our our locker room. And I think that was a good early test for us against one of the best teams in the country. And, uh, you know, I think that helps us go through the week is we're just trying to get better every single day in some way, uh, collectively and individually. And I think that's where that motivation, that internal motivation comes from. Because if you believe in that and you believe that you can do that, then, yeah, you feel like you're getting better from one weekend to the next. Ev Gascon has played four games and allowed seven goals. Haley McLeod has played two games and allowed one goal. Your team has allowed eight goals with a goaltender in the net over six games. Now, it's not all the goaltenders. I understand that. But how happy are you with what you've seen from a couple of young goalies so far? It's it's um, it's a great situation to be in. Like I told you guys at the beginning of the year, uh, before we even started, you know, I I love our goalie makeup. I think um, you know we have two number ones really, and they battle and duke it out throughout the week. They support each other. Um, they bring um, a really competitive uh, atmosphere to practice uh, because they want it so badly. And I think it's it's right where we want to be at this time of year. So they've been great. Haley was awesome for us on Friday night. We really needed um, good goaltending throughout that game because we started hot and then uh, Mankato punched back in the second. And uh, we were on our heels a little bit, and Haley made some some massive saves for us uh, in that one in particular. And obviously you guys saw Ev. Um, at home against OSU, and she backed that up with another great performance on Saturday. Uh, when we talked a, f- a few weeks back, you were mentioning during one of your press conferences about how you know, you're, you're evaluating during the week during practice. I remember talking to Andy Murray, the former head coach of Western Michigan, coached in the NHL for some time as well, and he had a, a team at Western where I think he had three new goaltenders, guys that had never played in his program before, and he literally he had his, his coaches, his staff chart how they performed during practice. Are you going that far with it? Are you are you actually you know you kind of keeping stats during practice, or is it is it just kind of a feel? Thing? evaluating your goalies notice i'm not asking you who's going to play on friday (laughs) i'm i don't want to overdo analytics i'm not saying that he was but i know some coaches track like everything at practice and um i think you need to be intrinsically motivated not just by stats and specific categories um 
so it, it's more of uh I, I wouldn't say just a feel you know we have a goalie coach at practice every day which is amazing so they get a lot of input from him and and he gives me a lot of input and obviously how I feel uh based on what I'm seeing um it all it all matters and I think on a regular basis the two of them are are doing great at practice so they make the decisions hard by the weekend that said though you you mentioned this too I think during this press conference you you want your players to understand that practice matters that's a really important thing to you it is it is and uh kind of where we started this phone call too it's it's what you know what we want the younger players and new players just to understand is that I really want to you know not not grind them down during the week but I that's where I want to be coaching and analyzing and, and yelling and correcting so that on the weekends our players feel confident in what they're doing you know the adjustments that we make in game should be game uh, situations right like that's where your coaching should be okay six on five five on six um hey they're doing this let's adjust this tactically uh, but all the the individual skills motivation and the habits and the things like that that comes throughout the week um and i shouldn't have to talk about that on the weekend that stuff should just be a routine in my opinion and that's what we're trying to get every player in the program to understand we have been uh, we're talking to UMD women's hockey head coach Maura Kroll. We have spent a lot of time on your new players. How have you new uh, your two new assistant coaches uh, fit in so far? A very uh, Justin Grant, a very late hire to your staff. Yeah, they're awesome. They are uh, much like the the young players, like I said, um, coachable, willing to be coached, willing to learn, um, sponges with the new material. But they both bring in a high caliber of understanding and expertise in their areas. Um, Emma's running our decor um, and working with the PK. Justin's on the goalies. But, you know, we talk about all of the players when we have coaches meetings. So while the those are their specific areas. They're bringing a lot to the table, um, building relationships with players, helping with insights, and just you know anything that needs to be done, they're willing to do it. And Justin's also figured out our whole video system because that's a big part of his job. He's doing the in-game tagging. So it's been a lot of work in a short amount of time, but they're up for the challenge, and uh, they're great people to have around our players. You get Bemidji State this weekend in Bemidji, another physical team typically year in, year out. The Beavers are a tough team to play against, especially in their building. A younger group this year, a lot of new faces for them. Your thoughts on the matchup this weekend? Yep, another road trip, so glad we got one under our belts to, to sort of get used to, you know, sleeping away in hotels and the meal schedule and all that. So um, it's very similar. Our game times are actually the exact same as last weekend, so that works out nicely. Um, and playing Bemidji, just like playing anybody um, in our conference, you have to be ready. And, and as you indicated, a physical team, a uh, defensive team, a team that does do well and you know so we have to like like Claire said last week we're going to focus on ourselves and make sure we're ready um and and make sure we're good with that physicality and figuring out ways to to attack the net and and getting past their their good structure so we'll work on some of that this week but again mostly focusing on us and and what we can get better at from from game to to game 3 p.m friday 2 p.m saturday in bemidji the bulldogs and bemidji state you can stream via big 10 plus 10 30 
More to come in a moment. Bruce Siski Show, 610, 103.9 KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The University of Minnesota football team continues to bask in the glow of winning Floyd of Rosedale. We'll have more next. We are professionals. We are family and friends. We are volunteers. We are community partners. We are a team dedicated to helping you succeed. We help protect and serve America's businesses. When you need us, we're here to help. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Rated A-plus superior by AM Best Company. And Gopher head coach P.J. Fleck tells us how he celebrated bringing home Floyd of Rosedale after Saturday's win over the Hawkeyes in Iowa City. Life's about moments of memories, right? And we took the bus ride home, five hours home. You get home at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I've had a very special bottle in my bourbon cabinet that I collect. It had that name written on it. And uh, got home, and Heather and I shared just a, just, a, just a teeny bit of what it tastes like. It tasted just as good as I thought. So uh, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. Every time we didn't win, I was like, man, I can't wait to taste that bottle. And people asked, let's open that. We're not opening that. Why? Because that one's Iowa. And uh, that's just how we live. And those are the things you, you collect over the years. And those are the special moments and memories you have. And that's how, I guess, Heather and I celebrated. And then we went to bed because <laughs> it was really early. So we had Floyd on the bus ride home. And. Yeah, he was all buckled in. He was right by Mark McElroy, our our uh, police officer, uh, who's an alum as well. So he got to be the one that protected Floyd all the way home on that bus. If uh, something happened on that bus, we all had to run out. Floyd's first. So just make sure that Floyd gets off this bus first. That's Golden Gopher head coach P.J. Fleck, whose team will host Michigan State this Saturday. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Sound off with Brad Bennett. Middays on KDAL. Running late here. Let's uh, get you to the news. We'll come back. Got a few headlines to run through. We'll do that. But first, we'll hear from CBS News. It's 1037 Bruce Siski Show, Wednesday morning edition on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. I've always wanted to be in the witness protection program. Fresh start. No debts, no baggage. I've already got my name picked out. Lord Rupert Everton. I'm a, uh, a shipping merchant who raises fancy dogs. That's the life. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. Ten forty-two. Again, I am gone tomorrow. Dave will have a... Partial best of, but also a couple of fresh conversations. I had one uh, this week with UMD football sophomore, the quarterback, Kyle Wall Jasper, one of the Bulldog captains this fall. Uh, we'll have that for you tomorrow, as well as my chat with UMD sophomore forward Cole Spicer as the men's hockey team heads out to Ithaca, New York, to take on Cornell this weekend. Those games Friday and Saturday at 6 here on KDAL. Again, we'll be in Duluth for those games. We'll bring you to them on the radio either way, but uh, that is. Uh, Coming up for you tomorrow, then Friday, Minnesota Wilderness coach Colton St. Clair. They've won eight in a row, and uh, they are in first place in the Midwest Division of the North American Hockey League. We'll chat with him as well as Cornell head coach Mike Schaefer. Uh, last night, I wrote – it's funny because I wrote this week about – oh, no, it, actually, I didn't write about it yet. I wrote about it on the blog here coming up tomorrow about sustainability and the importance of it. 
Cody Chubb brought it up, UMV Men's Hockey Assistant, yesterday, that conversation. You can podcast it at kdal610.com uh, from the radio show yesterday. You're trying, you're trying to build sustainability, and it's great when the power play scores. It's wonderful. And at one point, they were 10 for 21. I ran another like 11 for, oh my gosh, what is it? 11 for 25, I think, is uh, is the right answer on that let me just do my math here quick i know that their percentage is second in the country behind western michigan the sample size is very small uh they are at yeah uh 20 no not 11 out of 45 a lot of 25 44 percent on the power play yeah that's not sustainable you try to build something sustainable so you you want to be able to show you can score five on five that you can defend five on five because when it comes down to it, the majority of games are played at five on five. And a lot of times early in the season, you can see numbers get skewed. You can see, you know, things happen that are not going to happen over the course of all 82 games. And I bring a case in point here of the Minnesota Wild. You talk about trying to build something sustainable and, and how important it is to have something that you, you can continue to count on game in and game out because the power play is not always going to be there. And the goals aren't always going to be there. Well, what's not sustainable is giving up four goals every night, which is what the Wild are doing right now. Like clockwork, basically, giving up four goals or more every night. That's a problem because that's not sustainable. You're not going to outscore that enough times over 82 games that you can have a winning team. That's just unfortunately for the Wild, that's not how it works. It's not realistic. Nobody knows that more than Dean Evison and his coaching staff. They're aware. Now they have to fix it. And it might be easier said than done. We've talked about this off and on over the course of the season, uh, the preseason, I should say. Michael Russo brought it up when we, when we talked to him at, at Amsville Arena in, in, earlier this month. He's brought it up a number of times on The Athletic, theathletic.com in his articles. The Wild went into the season with three defensemen in their top seven, John Merrill, Alex Goligoski, and Kalen Addison, who they had deemed not good enough to play for them down the stretch last season. They they, they weren't. They, they, Goligoski was scratched like 39 straight games. Addison was scratched the last 20 games or so. John Merrill was scratched a couple of times down the stretch and, and was really not used all that heavily when he was playing. So you're now counting on these three guys. And yes, you you expect some development out of Kalen Addison because he's 21 years old, 22, whatever he is. But John Merrill's on the wrong side of 30. Alex Goligoski's on the wrong side of 35. So you're those guys are what they are. If anything, they're going to regress a little bit. They're not just going to get better. That, that's not how it works. The age curve is the age curve. So they were counting on those three guys. And yes, the, the Jared Spurgeon preseason injury was a setback because it meant that all three of those had all three of those players had to be in the lineup every night. And now Goligoski's hurt, and that means a guy that you decided wasn't good enough to play in the NHL now has to be in the lineup every night until Jared Spurgeon comes back, which is hopefully going to be here in the next couple of weeks before they go to Europe uh, for those games later on this month. Or next month, I should say. Uh, that's It's a problem. It is an issue with this group right now. 
it's something they've got to find a way through this. You know, Dakota Mermis was supposed to be the captain in Iowa. He's not supposed to be playing for the Wild. Goligoski was supposed to be an occasional guy in the lineup, but mostly you know scratched, used to spell Merrill, maybe Addison. Instead, when he was playing, it was every night. John Merrill, every night. Kalen Addison, every night. And yes, they brought up Damon Hunt, and that's fine. He's a young defenseman. At some point, he's going to get a shot in the NHL. But if you're going to bring him up, you got to play him. He sat last night, and it sounds like they're not going to play him on the road trip unless somebody else gets injured, which you hope does not happen because they can ill afford to have anybody out of the lineup. Now, it's not all gloom and doom on the back end. Brock Favors, <laughs> that guy's a player, man. It, he's impressive. Even when he makes mistakes, the way he shakes them off and gets right back out there is impressive. He's got a head on his shoulders. He's a good player. They're going to be fine with him. Spurgeon is still good. They've got to get some guys going, though. Jake Middleton's had a tough start. Better game last night. Good to see him get involved in the offense. Jonas Brodeen, I, I feel like maybe he's been fighting something. Nothing significant, but enough to hamper him a little bit. But he's been Jonas Brodeen, which is what you need out of him. The issues come when those guys aren't on the ice. And right now they don't have enough quality depth. So we'll see. Uh, Hunter Shepard makes his NHL debut tonight for the Capitals as they take on the Devils 630. That's on TNT tonight. There were 16 games around the NHL last night, and I hope the NHL does that again. That was a lot of fun. Seemed like people really enjoyed it. Saw a lot of comments from people that, d- that claimed to not be hockey fans that were glued to the uh, the, the NFL Red Zone-style program that ESPN2 put on last night. I hope the NHL comes back to this. You could probably do it a week earlier and, and put yourself in a better position in terms of getting eyeballs because the NBA season started last night. But then you're still deep in the baseball playoffs. Maybe it's not that productive to, to start it earlier. I don't know. But it was a cool thing. I'm glad they did it. I hope they do it again. Uh, it was it was great fun, even though the Wild played a little later than usual. Anyway, one game tonight in the NHL. That one game is Hunter Shepard's NHL debut, Capitals v. Devils on TNT at 6.30. We all know what Hunter Shepard did at UMD. Nothing short of incredible. Two national championships basically rewrote the record book for goaltenders. 115 consecutive starts at NCAA men's hockey record. Two-time NCHC goaltender of the year, two-time West Region All-American, two-time national champion, 8-0 in the NCAA tournament, 0.97 goals against average in those tourney games, 9.53 save percentage. He allowed all of two even-strength goals in eight NCAA tournament games in his career, and really, really happy for Shep getting his crack at the NHL. Hopefully it goes well tonight against the Devils. 10.50, wrap it up in a moment. Bruce Siski Show, 610 FM 103.9 KDAL.